the flip phone is back. Samsung released their new phone called the Fold today. Oddly, they said it was in a whole new genre and could not be defined. Maybe they weren't around in the 90s because I had a flip phone. This is the Boston Rob Show. I am him, Boston Rob. Let's talk about the new folding phone. Let's talk about some new movies coming to Netflix. Let's talk about these girls that joined ISIS and now they want to come home. Oh, I guess a refugee camp in a war-torn country was not a place, fun place to live. And then let's talk about this flip phone. Actually, let's talk about that first because I'm excited. I said on the Boston Rob Show before, fashion, trends, culture, it's all cyclical. And I've just been waiting for the 90s to make their return. And certain things were popping up here and there. It made you think like, oh, the 90s are coming back. But this, today at Samsung's Unpacked event, this was like the indicator where there's no going back. We're heading, the 2020s will be the 90s era. Okay, so get ready. Get your flannel shirts out. Get your acid watch jeans. Get your Nuno Betancourt and wholehearted song ready. Get your Tupac. Get your big watch. Tupac will probably even drop an album. How nuts would that be? Him and his hologram on stage dropping new albums. So this flip phone, right? I've never understood these tech events. Just like uh, the Toy Fair. I think it just happened last weekend in New York. I don't understand how people go to these. I just don't get it. I mean, I think it's cool. I think some of this stuff is interesting. But to spend money to travel to a different city, spend money on a ticket to go and look at toys or to clap at people telling you about a new phone that's coming out is just odd to me. Like, it's not, it's not on my bucket list. Let's say that. <laughs> if you don't know about the toy fair, it's so weird. I watch some of the stuff on YouTube and I show my kids, like, the new toys that are coming out. But if you look, there are no children there. <laughs> you would think it was, like, a place for a lot of kids. The only kids that are there are, like, pitch kids. <laughs> They're, like, the mini little, uh, what's that dude? That used to sell all the stuff on TV. God, the slap chop guy. Well, he like hit his girlfriend, had to go to jail. Um, the other dude who died. God, I can't think of his name. He was so famous. He sold everything. Not the Ron Popeil said it and forget it. But he was pretty famous too. But they have like little kids that are like Ron Popeil. You know, they're like, hey, you're going to love this. You're going to love this uh, slime. Come over here. You like slime, right? But you hit it on your carpet. And you're like, how old are you? They're like 11 years old pitching adults. That's the weird thing. <laughs> everyone that has put up a video on YouTube, it's all these adults. And everyone looking at the toys are all adults. <laughs> and you're like, what the F is going on? Man, this... America, don't ever let anyone tell you America is not the home of the free because you could be a grown-ass man just enjoying a good toy and, and that can be your thing and it's totally okay. <laughs> but like these tech events, you know, people pay to go to these things. They sit and they clap at somebody saying, we invented a new phone, the flip phone. And they like mindlessly are like, yes, Woohoo! Never seen that before. And you're like, dude, 
We were forced to have flip phones forever until the iPhone came out. Like, that's the only thing we had. Before that, we had pagers. I can't wait until Apple drops the iBeeper, the iPager. And it's just a regular pager, but now it's got a touch screen. Because you know that's where we're headed. I'm hoping that maybe Samsung, if this fold-out phone has some success, that they'll introduce the new undefined phone with a slide-out keyboard. Because <laughs> I was like the last holdout to get rid of the sliding keyboard. I could not trust a touchscreen phone at the time. I was like, no way, man. That thing's going to fail me in a week. And I wanted a sliding keyboard. So who knows if that stuff will come back. But the fold-out phone is here. It's weird because it's like really thin when it's folded together and it's the same height as like any phone, but it's thinner. But then when you flip it out and you can use it when it's closed, you know, it's like a phone. It's just, it's like a Virginia Slim. It's the Virginia Slims of a phone. It's like that weird long cigarette box <laughs> with the tiny cigarettes in it that everyone's grandmother smoked. Well, this phone looks like that, but then you flip it out and it's massive it is literally a tablet that's the one cool thing about this because if you watch tv on your phone like i do that's such a weird thing we do now like nobody has to watch tv on a tv anymore like everything is on your phone netflix app hulu infinity app um trying to think showtime hbo so if you're like me and you watch everything on your phone you hardly use the tv that's the real winner here you know, because this thing folds out into essentially not the like the I, iPad mini. You know, it's probably as big as that, which is insanely big for a phone. It just looked goofy when the guy was holding it. But the, listen, to have like a sweet surround, not surround sound, but have a sweet sound system and a huge screen watching that at night, that'd be pretty rad. So my biggest issue with this freaking 90s retro flip phone is it's two thousand dollars who the f can pay two thousand dollars for a phone i thought when tech got better and they kept inventing stuff like you know we had the flip phone 20 years ago so now that we have a touchscreen flip phone you'd figure like oh the price will come down what is with cell phone companies and the price has only gone up I, that's my biggest issue is like, yo, these cell phone prices have not even kept up with inflation. Like the minimum wage needs to go up just so people can buy a phone. Everybody needs a phone nowadays. You can't get by without a phone. You do everything on your phone. Your phone is your wallet. Your phone is your phone. Your phone is your camera. Your phone is sometimes your work. It is everything. So that's, that's like my platform for 2020 running for president. We need a $20 minimum wage just so we can buy these gosh darn phones. <laughs> $2,000. It's like $19.99, something like that. But you know with taxes, it's going to be $2,400. That's the price of a computer. My God. I don't know who's going to... Well, no, I know. All those people that sat in the audience that clapped for a effing phone... I still can't get over that. It's like people who clap at the end of a movie. You're like, you know, this isn't Broadway, right? Nobody can hear you. You just clapped at a screen. That was stupid. <laughs> and 
That's one of my biggest pet peeves of going to the movies. When people clap or like hoot and holler during it. You're like, shut up. This is a movie. Do you do that at home? Are you that obnoxious at home? Do you have to have like the attention of like, ooh, I loved it this much. Or ooh, that was that surprising. It's like, F you. <laughs> Nobody has that vir- viral of a reaction. That guttural of a reaction to a movie. Sit down. But people do. You know, just like people went and clapped that they re rebranded the flip phone as <laughs> something new <laughs> something that had never been done that was the biggest kicker i'm like is anybody gonna yell out like we had those in the 90s <laughs> nokia oh well people will buy it listen if you could get the apple app store on a samsung phone and the droid stuff i would consider it i mean i don't know if my carrier, my cell phone carrier has started a bank so they can issue me a small loan so I could get this phone. But having a screen that big to watch stuff on, I'm kind of sold. Like just that alone. That and you can do three things at once, which it's like, when is it? Apple, the tech is there. When can you do a couple things on your iPhone at once? They were showing like a guy, watch YouTube, text a friend and Google search stuff. That's kind of rad. Especially like on the big screen when it's you're like looking at a mini computer screen. It's it's incredible. When this podcast is done, you can go to at Boston Rob R O B B on Twitter and see pictures of it. I tweeted all this stuff. I tweeted my little rant, <laughs> getting mad. Um, but it's coming. I think April twenty sixth is the date. Now. Did you hear Steven Spielberg trolling Netflix the other day? I don't understand how he's getting mad at them. Maybe he like didn't get to direct or write something for them. But he did. He took some shots at Netflix and all the streaming platforms. Seemed a little upset while he was winning like some award too. It's like, dude, calm down. You're winning an award, really? You're filthy rich. Don't don't be mad. Nobody's biting on the Steven Spielberg game. But he did. And it's all about something that I want to talk about. The new movies coming to Netflix. This is the new straight to DVD. For those kids that don't know about this, back in the day, movies either came out in the theater or if they were like 102 Dalmatians, just not good enough. You know, they were the off the bench writer team, like the writers that (laughs) always pitched the ideas, but they were like, sit down, Stan, you know, not your time. Then finally they were like, all right, we'll let you write this movie. You know, this weird sequel that definitely is not getting a trailer and definitely not going into the theaters. Those movies were called straight to VHS or straight to DVD. That's kind of what Netflix is doing. They're giving us the straight to DVD stuff, except it's a caliber. It's the caliber of it could be in a movie theater. It's just Netflix has enough money to purchase it. So I think that's why Steven's a little mad because they're getting some of the good films that maybe he wanted something to do with. We'll talk about what films Netflix is getting, what they're losing, Harrison Ford as a cartoon character, what movie he's going to be in, all of that next. With the 90s making their triumphant return, That's right. The 2020s are going to be the 90s decade. We're going to see the ripped jeans, the flannel. People are going to start hacky sacking again and playing ultimate frisbee. It's going to be awesome. But 
I can only hope that Netflix or Hulu or any of these streaming services start to think like, oh, the flip phone's back, the iBeeper, Apple came out with the iPager, we should start up a brick and mortar and only house our movies where people can either buy them or rent them. Because I miss Blockbuster so much. Spending a Friday night with Blockbuster was better than anything. Just having that adrenaline rush of running into the store to see if that blue Blockbuster case was behind the new release box and getting it and going, yes, that was, this was the last one. I can't wait to watch Demolition Man, Wesley Snipes rules. <laughs> I don't know if there's any help for that. I'm praying because I love to waste time looking at all the random movies and now it's like it's a pain to scroll through netflix plus it's so hard to they have like a hidden menu you know they only show you what they want to show you you can i guess access you know certain genres by this weird code thing but it's like come on man make it easy give us make everything easier for it. isn't that what technology is supposed to do but they don't Steven Spielberg. So he was caca on Netflix saying movies are better on the silver screen, which is true. Listen, if money wasn't involved, I don't think anybody would choose to watch a movie at home. It's just movies at home are for broke folks. That's why these streaming services are, are such a hit because it costs $27 to get into the theater then it costs 30 bucks for a small popcorn and 17 for a small drink by the time you're leaving there you're like man i took out three credit cards just on from the ticket door to the to the popcorn stand you're like i am broke i'm not gonna be able to do this for the next three years people aren't even saving up to go on vacation people save up to go to the movie theaters they need to take out a page out of the book of arthur blank he's the owner of the falcons where they just had the super bowl at their stadium there was this whole like segment before the super bowl of how this dude set the prices for food at normal prices inside so it's like two bucks for a hot dog instead of 17 <laughs> which you usually pay for those of you that don't go to sports games i'm not kidding my daughter asked me i was like no sometimes it's like 12 to 17 bucks for a hot dog she's like what i was like yeah that's how it is you have to save up for months to go to a game like that i don't know how some people do it but he said all the prices really low turns out they're making even more of a profit he's hoping that it catches on to other stadiums and movie theaters which if that did think about that you could get a popcorn for a buck and some candy for regular price and you don't have to you know <laughs> smuggle them in does anybody else do that i tell you what when i do go to the movies there is a big time walmart candy run before you go in sometimes i mean if there's like a subway nearby i'll stop oh you can fit a 12 inch hoagie in your hoodie front pocket just so everybody knows you can fit chinese food in your front pocket that's why hoodies are so just universal they're meant for summer winter spring fall and if you're going to the movie theaters you can smuggle stuff in the hood in the front pocket heck I, the 90s coming back i might get a fanny pack you can't look at my fanny pack but yes i do have chinese food in there <laughs> And I'm not past smuggling anything in. I don't care. I'll cough over opening a Coke. <coughs> That's right. I'll do it. 
because it takes so much money to go see a movie but the experience and that's what like steven spielberg was saying the experience is better no one disagrees buddy but you've been rich for so long you don't understand what it costs to take you and your kids to the theater not every broke folks cannot do it but when we do we gotta smuggle some food in and netflix is like the you know it's the movie theater for broke folks we can see new movies that only netflix gets that they don't release which back in my day was just called straight to dvd and we don't have to pay an arm and a leg we're just paying an arm and a leg on our monthly subscription (laughs) which by the way netflix keeps jacking up those jerks you're making profits stop ruining this for us because you know other people are getting into the streaming game like people were freaking out because these marvel series on netflix are being canceled they're not really i did a whole podcast on this you can listen to it it's called Dis- the new disney streaming service uh is not does not have america's favorite genre that's the title of it yes long title <laughs> yeah that will be easy to find but i talk all about this that these marvel series and these marvel and disney movies are not actually disappearing from netflix Disney is starting Disney Plus, a streaming service. So they're yanking all their stuff and they're going, we're taking our stuff and we're going to compete with you. Great. Just another subscription I'm going to have to buy. But Netflix is still doing their thing in the game. They have a new Hulk Hogan movie. There's no announced date yet. They do have Chris Hemsworth, uh, Thor, playing Hulk Hogan, which I say, Chris, don't do this. That's a step down, buddy. Stay in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes, your role as Thor is ending, but you deserve like a Game of Thrones style movie. Oh, that would be great. Imagine if Game of Thrones went to the big screen. Chris Hemsworth should definitely be in it. I don't think he'd be good as Hulk Hogan. And when I was reading about this Hulk Hogan movie, immediately, like probably most of you thought, oh, well, the last years that Hulk Hogan was in the media, it was crazy. His white daughter was so rich and spoiled that she thought she could rap and have a singing career. And her his son was so spoiled, he thought he could drive drunk and, you know, not, <laughs> and not kill someone. Sorry, he did. And not go to jail. And then he had this lawsuit against this media conglomerate gawker which he put out of business all because he was having sex with this radio dj's wife yes doesn't that sound crazy sounds like a great netflix documentary right right up the rally with the weird ted bundy black mirror stuff none of that will be included (laughs) yes i was so disappointed i'm like wait this is strictly gonna be about his wwf wrestling days no one cares that's great you tore your shirt off and body slammed people (laughs) big whoop no one gives a rip we saw the wrestler mickey rourke was great (laughs) don't do that again do it about the personal stuff that was insane (laughs) how you talked in the third person like hulk hogan wasn't you (laughs) he was a looney tune in that court case if you've all it but none of that will be included hopefully someday it will be maybe he was embarrassed tough time in his life i get it but he's obviously licensed his life to make a movie so he needs some money i think this one would sell better the other thing that's going to be on netflix is uh let's see oh a new teenage mutant ninja turtles movie if you're a fan me and my son love these guys they came out with a new cartoon called rise of the teenage mutant ninja turtles 
they're writing a Netflix movie right now. So look forward to that because you know all their Disney stuff is disappearing. So it's going to kind of get sucky. Not for my wife. She watches like weird South Korean murder mysteries and Dutch <laughs> cop shows. <laughs> God, that's why I love her. Um, this is just a huge year though for movies. You know, we got, let's see, Captain Marvel, which by the way, spoiler alert, I'm calling it now. I think the end credit scene is going to be Doctor Strange coming to tell Doctor Marvel during his time travel that we saw in Infinity War when he was all, you know, stroking out. He's going to come at the end of the movie after the credits roll and tell Captain Marvel, Thanos is ripping ish up. We need you. Come save us. And that's going to be the end scene. So spoiler alert. You heard it here first on the Boston Rob show. Captain Marvel is going to go into Avengers Endgame, which is going to be a sad movie. You know what I can't stand, though? I can't stand the mother effers that clap at the movie theater. That drives me nuts. It's like, this is not Broadway. No one can hear you. Why are you clapping? This is a movie. We paid a lot of money. Shut up. <laughs> it's like when they woo woo during the movie. You know, something happens and they're like, oh yeah. And you're like, do you watch movies like that at home? Because you were so annoying if you do. Nobody does that. Nobody has that reaction when you watch a movie at home. And if you do, something might be wrong with you. Your pets hate you. <laughs> but... Avengers Endgame, which sad because a lot of those characters like Thor will be ending their roles as those characters. Spider-Man Far From Home's coming out this year. We got The Lion King live action, which I hope, you can only hope when it's like talking animals that it's good because if it's not really good, it's just going to be weird. You know, like seeing a meerkat and a real warthog talk like cartoons might just be freaky like it might scare kids just like if you saw the trailer for aladdin will smith is the genie where he's all buff and blue it's like that is just weird you should have jack black do that jack black would have been a great genie will smith is no robin williams but he's also like a little too suave to be a genie genie was like goofy you know he was silly will smith isn't really silly he's like you know, like, this is the only genie that's going to try to hit on your girlfriend. <laughs> Watch out, Aladdin. Then, uh, we also got Toy Story 4 coming out with Sporky. I think uh, Keanu Reeves is going to be in that movie. Key and Peel. There's going to be a ton of people in uh, Toy Story 4. And that's going to be sad, too, because that's the last one ever. I'm glad I had kids at this point. You know, if you don't have kids right now or you're having kids, you're missing out because my kids are right at that age where they like love this stuff. So I feel like I really just lucked out as a dad. I get to enjoy all these classic movies with the, or that will be classic movies. Like I missed the Nemo. You know, Nemo came out before my kids were born. They still love it, but we don't get to experience it with all the hype and whatever. Then after Toy Story 4, oh, Frozen 2. And this Frozen has like a dark Game of Thrones feel. If you haven't seen the trailer, at the end of the trailer, Anna, like, I don't know where she gets the sword from, but she wields the sword out. She goes to stab someone, and it's totally taking a page <laughs> from Game of Thrones. There's going to be a red wedding, everything. No, I don't know about that. But it definitely has a darker feel. Like, they're on a mission to go kill some other effers, and I'm telling my daughter she's like daddy we're gonna see that i'm like you better believe we're seeing that one if they're like angry and vengeful yo that's <laughs> disney's getting real 
And then this movie, I really had questions about. Okay, there's a a guy who's never played a cartoon character before. He's beloved. Mr. Harrison Ford is making his first debut as a cartoon character as a cartoon dog named Rooster in a movie that had a very controversial lead figure. Okay, The Secret Life of Pets 2 is coming out. And as soon as I found that out, I went, what are they going to do about Louis C.K.? He voiced the dog. He was the main dog in it. It was kind of like his movie. Like, he promoted this. It was like when Jerry Seinfeld had B-movie. This was Louis C.K.'s movie. Now, Louis C.K. is the comic that was exposing himself to women unsolicited. Apologized, admitted to it disappeared for 10 months and then came back like hey everything's okay i took a rich guy vacation i am better and let me back into society (laughs) so i didn't know if he would be voicing the dog in the movie thank goodness somebody that makes decisions there has some common sense and they said no thanks to this pervert they picked up pat Oswalt. he'll be doing the uh the main little dog in that movie which i think he fits it perfectly You know, he did the rat and ratatouille. Great. Some people make a cartoon the cartoon and some voices, you know, don't. That's one of the problems I have. Disney used to have like voice actors. They weren't actors. They were specifically voice actors. Like the dude who does Baloo. The dude who did, well, King Louie was, uh, what? That famous, famous, uh, trumpetist. Trumpetist. (laughs) Louis Armstrong, right? Um, so Disney, like, had it, had it done the right way. Now it's like all these celebrities are just doing voices, and sometimes it just does not work. But Patton Oswalt is one of those cats that it does work. So, huge, huge movie year. I'm excited. Let me tell you, we will go through some more movies, and when I find out new stuff that's coming out, I will always let you know on the Boston Rob Show. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not, I'm wrapping up the podcast right now. As soon as this ends, you go hit subscribe, then rate this podcast five stars. I thank you kindly so much for listening. Much love, spread love. Peace.